What's poppin', y'all? You're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. What's on and popping? Welcome back to the Axe Jazz episode on the one and only Babbling with Jazz podcast. Guys, this is actually one of the most things that I missed um, during the season break. Axe Jazz is a segment on my podcast where my listeners, aka my family, because you guys are my family, you guys send me questions and I answer whether if you need advice on something or if you want to pick my brand or if you just want to spark up a discussion. This is what Axe Jazz is for. And as you guys know from the last Axe Jazz um, you know, uh, episodes from season one, we got some crazy questions, some cool questions, some good questions, and I'm really excited to answer these questions. Now, my DMs and all this stuff has been like filled up over this you know, little break that I've went on, so I'm so excited to answer these questions. I promise you I'll get to all of them. So if you want your question answered here on the show, make sure to submit them through the babbling with jazz um social media pages on twitter instagram or facebook it's at babbling with jazz or if you want to email your question um it's going my email is babbling with jazz at gmail.com um i will not be reading the names for these questions just for the privacy of those who sent them um but yeah i'm really excited to answer these questions y'all so i got a couple i got a couple um and then also remember um this part on season two as well um after i answer questions i'm going to do is my segment called Bible Breakdown, where I pick one um, scripture verse from the Bible and I'm breaking it down, just helping us understand this Bible more and more and just getting a better understanding of this amazing book of life. So that's coming up. But without further ado, let's start the Axe Jazz episode. Okay, so first question here I have. So me and my boyfriend have been dating for a year and some change. I have a best friend I've known for years who has a history of getting close to the guys I date. One night I was sleeping over my boyfriend's house and she called him. It had to be like, it had to be at like 1 a.m. Girl, that's kind of early, bit. Okay, it had to be at like 1 a.m. I feel like she's getting too comfortable. So how do I let her know to back off? Um, great. Um, I don't even know what to, uh, not, not that I don't know what to say, but definitely, I definitely feel as though she's getting too comfortable as well. At this point, we too grown to be sugarcoating stuff. If you feel some type of way about her calling your man at one o'clock in the morning and even getting close. And if she has a history of this thing, it's time to open your mouth and it's time to let her know straight up. There needs to be some type of boundaries put in place. Like, yes, I get that that is your best friend and you want to make sure that your best friend and your man are on good terms. But they could be on good terms without having all this conversation past, you know, different times of night. I'm saying you probably should give her like a heads up like, yes, sis. Um, I'm glad that you, you know, you, you approve of my boyfriend, even though her approval really doesn't mean anything, but you get what I'm saying. I'm glad that you like my boyfriend. Um, hopefully you don't like, like him trying to steal him behind my back, but these late night phone calls, these late night texts is not going to cut it. Um, I would really respect, I would like it if you could respect me and my relationship by not calling him past 7 PM or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be, because at the end of the day, this is still your man. There, there has to be boundaries set in place and if there's no boundaries set in place stuff like this is gonna happen she cannot get too comfortable don't let her think that this is what it is because it's really not and you know i really hope
help your boyfriend at the same time, even God forbid, if she does try to cross that line with him, I will really hope that he'd be open enough to tell you, shoot, you might need to ask him if she's been trying to low key on the low plot with him, or she might just be that overly friendly chick, but I don't know, but you need to really open up to her and be like, yo, sis, straight up it's no sugarcoating feelings it's no trying to make her comfortable if you feel some type of way about her calling your man at 1 a.m if you feel like she's getting too comfortable let her know you don't have to come at her like yeah 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 bitch and you know stuff like that but definitely let it be known like yo sis you know i heard that you call my man at 1 a.m i really don't like that that's disrespectful to me in my relationship because she has to understand that if, if you're truly her best friend she has to respect y'all relationship that's period she has to she has to know her place so sometimes people need a remembrance of their place like it's crazy but people do need to like be rechecked because some people get comfortable and they forget their true place so it's probably been because you haven't addressed it ever even in your past relationship so this is her norm so you can't close mouths what's it called close mouths can't get fed so you can't be tripping if you've never opened your mouth about this thing now if when you open your mouth and stuff is still happening the same then it's probably going to be time to low-key disclude yourself from her because she's not she's not respecting your relationship nor your boundaries but if y'all haven't had this conversation yet don't you know don't cut her off automatically definitely have this conversation but peep peep it and I'm, I'm guessing she's single because usually be the single friends that be trying to be all close close buddy buddy with your man not over here sis i'm sorry get your own so definitely have that conversation with her if she is not if she's still doing the same thing you need to cut her off put her in her place hopefully she's not trying to get with your man on the low because that would be some really shady stuff but yes, yeah, sis, put her in her place. She's getting too comfortable. Let her know straight up. Don't sugarcoat no feelings. Sometimes the truth hurts. It ain't what she might not want. It might not be what she wanted to hear, but it's what she needs to hear. And that's period. So I really hope that helped you. Moving on to another question I have here. Hey, Jazz, I really hope you see this question. I see it, sis. I'm reading it. <laughs> um, I've been a fan of your podcast for a while now, and I wanted to know how do you deal with unsupported friends? Whether, oh, sorry. Whenever I have an... I'm sorry, let me re let's re go back because Jasmine, you tongue twisting your own self. Come on, sis. Okay, let's go back. Hey Jazz, I really hope you see this question. I've been a fan of your podcast for a while now, and I wanted to know how do you deal with unsupported friends? Whenever I have good news and tell my friends, oh, she put friends in uh quotation marks, y'all. Whenever I have good news and tell my quote unquote friends, it's like they're happy but not really happy and they never come to any of my events so I'm really confused and stuck mm. so you asked me how do I deal with my unsupport unsupported friends I mean I made a tweet on Twitter a while ago about this topic there is no way that you can be my friend but be unsupportive you feel what I'm saying and it, it, you're not my friend because my friend would support me now when it comes to events you know see I don't know the context in which they didn't come or why they don't come they just blatantly don't show up but my thing is even if you can't make it to an event if you're my true friend you're gonna send me a text hey I know you're in Venice today I'm wishing you the best of luck you're gonna be amazing please send pictures please fill me up on what's been going on you know what I'm saying that's a supportive friend you still supporting me even though you can't even be there physically to support me you, you feel me so how do I deal with unsupportive friends I uh, 
I don't even want to call them friends because as I always say, friends is a very sacred name to me. So to even be for me, Jasmine Charlie, to call you my friend is a very sake. It's it's very big, but I've definitely dealt with unsupportive people and I just push it, push it, push it in the back of my head because it's like at the end of the day I'm still gonna do what I need to do whether you support me or not and the thing that always keeps me going is yeah they unsupportive now but when things really start going that's when they're gonna start coming back and I'm in a season like that right now where now people who weren't really supportive since day one are now trying to get back good with me or now trying to show support no I remember what you was doing back way back when I never forgot that so it's really Still do what you do. Don't let it phase you and don't let it affect the work and the things that you got going on. Since I'm so proud of you for your events or whatever it is that you're tackling and doing. And also thank you. Um, You said that you've been watching while uh, you've been a fan of the show for a while now. Thank you. You got to keep doing what you got to do. The unsupported fans regardless going to fade away and you cannot let them see that it is low key bothering you. You cannot because once you do they kind of peep that and they kind of like take it and run with it you know what I'm saying so you gotta you gotta just take these mental notes that's what I do I take the mental notes who's supporting me who's not supporting me who retweeting my stuff who's my friends and who's not who's seeing it but not retweeting it because it's so many ways that you can support people that's what people need to understand there's so many ways to support without having to buy something if you don't got money I'm not trying to hear I don't got no money right now sis what about the reposts what about the retweet what about sharing it you know what I'm saying there's so many different ways of support what about the words of encouragement what what about the nights when I'm stressed out my mind thinking about giving up where are you at you know what I'm saying so peep take these mental notes and obviously you've been taking mental notes because you said they're not coming to your events and they they seem happy when you say good news but not really happy it'd be a lot of people who are enemies of progress it's a lot of people sad sad but true and this can go for this goes for everyone who's listening it's people that they may they're like oh they're a wolf in sheep clothing Okay, they um, may be in your face, happy, clapping for you. Okay, I'm so proud of you, but on the low, feeling bad about it. Not because they're against you, but because they're comparing yourself, your success to their life. Maybe you're in a season right now where you flourishing and they're not, and they trying to compare. But they need to remember that we all on different. We all have different lives. We all are on different journeys. That we can't compare different journeys. My reaping season may be right now. Your reaping season may be next month. But you're trying to hate on me and compare on me and not have. True, genuine intentions for me so definitely take these mental notes honestly sis these are not your friends friends support you friends help push you towards purpose you know what i'm saying so this unsupportive friends nonsense that's those aren't your friends find new friends you know what i'm saying don't i don't even want to say fine pray and ask god to send you some real friends i'm done and I, I had to learn this the hard way i'm done looking for friends you know when people say if you want to be friends slide up I want some friends DM me or something like that that's nonsense I don't got time for none of that because if you do that you don't even know if these people are God sent you know what I'm saying so God is going to send you people who are supportive of you God's going to send you people that you're not even going to have to question their loyalty or their supportiveness you feel me these are not support if if they're not supportive they ain't really rooting for you sis period so you know take them and their un, un untrue wishes they fake little happy oh congratulations because it's gonna happen and it's just preparing you but don't let it stop your work ethic you got to be your biggest supporter you got to be your biggest supporter to the point where if nobody's supporting you you still good 
You feel me? That's how, that's literally how how strong you have to like have faith and confidence in yourself. And then when you think about it, God supporting you. God already gave you the confirmation. So with that, you don't need confirmation from nobody. You've already been approved by God himself. So forget them. Move on to bigger and better friends. It's going to come. But unsupported friends is not a real thing because if you truly a friend, you will support me. I really hope that helped you. Another question I have here is technically not a question, but I love your show. When is season two dropping? Ha 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 ha. Season two is dropped now because if you're listening to this, season two is released. Um, Okay, I have another question. Are there any specific traits you look for in a guy? If so, what? Oh, that's a cool. Thank you for picking my brain. Um... It's so funny when you say that because um, back in the day, when I'm looking at the old me and like the current Jasmine, present tense Jasmine. Um, back in the day, I was kind of looking for physical attributes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't get me wrong. I have my preferences. Like, I like, I prefer, you know, something about the chocolate men that just get me. Like, oh, that chocolate skin, baby. But, <laughs> but it, you know, stuff like that, six foot, not really. I was never really like one of them type of chicks like that wanted height. But it was a, it was a physical type of thing. But now I'm in a point now. I the, literally the traits I'm looking for in a man or not even looking for because I don't look for a man. The men come to me. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Fun fact, guys, my middle name is Ifoma, which means good thing. So he who finds a wife finds an Ifoma. Okay. I'm that good thing. I am the wife and I know I'm a wife. Okay. So when it comes to, I don't look for a man, but I make sure I, I have my standards. Um, when it comes to men, the number one thing is, are you a man of God? Are you a man of God? I, I, I hate to be that type of woman. And I don't even hate to be. I'm proud to be it. Actually, I don't even want to say it. I got to, because I need to make sure that you can lead me. Can you lead me? Can you lead me? If you can't lead me, why would I want to submit to you? Because as a woman, that is my design. I need to submit to the man. And I, I, I know, I still know my authority and my power, but I, you know, as a woman, but I still need somebody to submit to me. So I look at what you engaging in low key high key how do you handle your stressful situations do you pray your stress away or do you smoke and drink your stress away let's keep it a buck you know what i'm saying i need to know that if i'm down and out i can turn to you and you can you can cover for me you feel me that's what i'm looking for in a man i'm looking for do you are you aware of your purpose and even if you're not aware of your purpose are you are you seeking i don't care about the money as long as I know that you have a plan and you're working with the plan. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the type of chick. Oh, he don't got no money. He a broke nigga. Bye. I'm out. That's not me. You know what I'm saying? If It's okay to be broke and having a plan and working towards getting out of your brokenness. It's a difference between being broke and complacent and being okay with your brokenness. You understand what I'm saying? I look, how do you treat How do you treat women? How do you talk to women? Are you calling me your woman or are you calling me your bitch? You feel me? That's how I, that's how I look at things. How do you talk to your homies? You know what I'm saying? I ain't, and I ain't saying like you can't, you know, you know, have your little guy talk. But it, it, it's it's certain things like that, because when I look at men, I look I'm looking for the longevity. I'm not looking for a temporary little fling here. I'm dating to marry that's period. And I think that's why I'm in this season now where I'm not really I'm not talking to nobody really because I told guys like God I'm dating Tamir I don't got time to waste dating somebody just just because I think he cute he got he we he got a couple we got a couple things in common here and there I'm dating Tamir 
So I ain't got time to be wasting with these, you know, little childish little games. Can you lead me? Are you a man of God? Can you pray? Can you talk? How was your relationship with God first? Because believe it or not, y'all, in the Genesis story, in the beginning, you know, and I want to, I want to clarify this too. People always say, oh, the Garden of Eden wasn't a real place. Da, 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 da. People need to understand that the Garden of Eden, in the Bible period, it's a lot of things that are symbolic meanings. It's a lot of, the Bible isn't, um, it, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of symbolism, a lot of poetry, a lot of, you know, different things like that. Um, so the Garden of Eden represented uh, the presence of God. And that is where God put Adam in the Garden of Eden, in the presence of God. So my man has to be in the presence of God. Then before Adam, God even brought Eve to Adam. Okay, so God put um, God put Adam in the Garden of Eden. That's number one. Before he met Eve, he put Adam in the Garden of Eden. Then he assigned Adam work. So my man has to work. That's these are the literal things that I'm looking for. And honestly, ever since I've been doing this, everything has been stress-free. I, I have so many female friends, no friend, no, not friend. I know a lot of females, okay? I know a lot of girls and women um, who, you know, be complaining about the same old child, you know, the same old boy, men nonsense. You know what I'm saying? And me, since I've applied these things to my life, it's truly been stress-free for me because I'm making my, I'm making my, marking my standards. You get, you get what I'm saying? Um, and... I really look and see like, okay, how can I, how can I line up and match with you? And then, you know, I like stuff like, are you funny? Can I be myself around you? Are you open? Do you talk a lot? Do you not talk a lot? Do you like to dance? Do you like to, you know, I look at that stuff, but the main, the main, main thing that helps me weed out the non, not nonsense, but the people who aren't for me, because it it don't got to be nothing wrong with you, but this is me. You know what I'm saying? And I have my standards. So the thing that really weeds a lot of people out is, can you lead me? That's the first thing I look at at a man. I'm like, oh, no, he can't lead me. Mm-mm, he not a leader. I can't, you know, this ain't not, this ain't going to be nothing. You know what I'm saying? It saved me so much stress. I promise you. I'm literally stress-free. I don't got no guy issues, no guy problems. Because truly, if you look at the man and there's a person you're talking to, and this is for all my lady listeners right here, can he lead you? If he cannot lead you, or it's not even that where is he leading you to because if he had if he's so caught up in these toxic lustful no good cycles he gonna take you right with him because the man's purpose the man's design is to lead the woman so where is he leading you to i need you to lead me closer to god you know what i'm saying um but you know you know simple traits like you know fun spontaneous except you know stuff like that that's what i like and that's what i want but my first quality traits are leadership are you loyal are you a man of your word you know, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm, that's what I look that, that is my expectations of a man. As I, I want to repeat again. I do not look for men. I do not see, search. Um, really ladies, we get the best of the best because God, God sends men our way. Not all, not all men are sent by God though. Cause the enemy going to send you some little distractions, some little, some little boys your way too. But really women have the best luck because at the end of the day, we pick and you know y'all be seeing them girls getting down on one knee proposing to a man god forbid that is completely stepping out of your design as a woman we do not ask a man to marry us we are that good thing he who finds a wife finds i'm not finding no husband he gonna find me i'm that good thing i'm not gonna be out here searching for you when you truly know how sacred and valuable you are as a woman in the eyes of God, men are supposed to take care of us, period. We, we are so precious to God. God don't play about us women. 
So, you know, be, having a man to see that I, you can take care of me, my family, be open to that. You know what I'm saying? Good music taste too is one thing. So I like, you know, I like, I like, I like a guy that don't, don't, don't just play the same old, same old. You know what I'm saying? Play some country here and there. Play some, play a little stuff here and there. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, those are some things that um, I expect out of a man. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Do you think long distance relationships have a chance um, I, I do. I believe so. I definitely believe so. If the two people are putting in the work, I don't believe in this 50, 50 nonsense. You both need to be putting in 110 if at the least. Okay. Don't put in no 50, 50. That's half of your intentions. I definitely believe distance truly makes, um, uh, what's the call? What's that? What's that phrase? Distance, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So I definitely believe, um, so, you know, when you guys do come together, you know, from a long distance relationship, you guys don't take for granted the time you guys spend together. The time you guys spend together physically is, is more, is more sacred. It's, it's more respected. You know what I'm saying? It's more valuable. That's the word. It's more valuable to you guys because you guys know that physical time together isn't that common. Um, but I definitely believe long distance relationships can work. Um, I've never been in one necessarily i mean kind of have i've been to long distance friendships because you know with this move of me going from chicago to texas um to houston you know um you know it's been you know i had to talk to people virtually long distantly but honestly it definitely can work if the two put in the time and the effort but you know i see it working i definitely see it working um, and I think that's all the questions I'm going to answer for today's episode. So those were the questions I'm going to answer. Um, make sure to send in the, re- I'm going to answer the rest of the questions, you know, next week on next week's episode. Remember, send in your questions at, at no, not, not at Jazz. Send in your questions at Babbling With Jazz on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook in my DMs. Or you can email me babblingwithjazz at gmail.com with your questions. Now, Without further ado, let's jump into our Bible breakdown. Welcome to the Bible breakdown segment on the Babbling with Jazz show. So I created this segment because I really think that it's people, you know, getting a better understanding of the Bible truly will change and shape your life because the Bible is truly a guide to your life, a guide to your best life. And, you know, when I started truly understanding and spending time in the Bible, studying it beyond just reading it, it's just truly changed my life in ways unimaginable. And I tell people all the time, if you was to ask my younger self, hey, Jasmine, would you read the Bible? I probably will laugh at you like, huh? What do I look like reading the Bible? I never understood. I never got it. So, you know, when I truly spent time invested in a Bible that I understood, I have a Bible that I definitely recommend to every single body. Well, first, I always recommend people find a translation that works for you. Now, let me dig into this real quick because people say, oh, well, there's been people sometimes with the translations. It's not the truth. It's not King James. It's not the real Bible because, you know, people might add stuff or take some out or yada, 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 yada. And this is my answer to this. This is the word of God. We need to stop putting God in a box. God's word is so powerful. It doesn't matter if you add or took some stuff out. This is still his word. It's still going to hit. You cannot, you cannot taint. You cannot mess with the word of God. It's too powerful. It's too strong. You get what I'm saying? It's too strong. You cannot alter or change up the word of God. 
God is, you still gonna get them revelations. Even if there's still missing lost pages of the Bible they took out back in the day. Back, back, back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But God's still gonna give you that revelation. You can still obtain the knowledge that was stuff that was from the things that were on the lost pages of the Bible. So I'm not trying to hear, oh, well, people may add some stuff and this is the word of God. Nothing can be, you cannot mess with it. It is too sacred. It is too holy. Don't put God in no box thinking this is just some normal book that people can alter and change because that ain't it. So with that being said, I read my Bible in NIV, New International Version. I believe that's what it is. I love NIV. I have the living, what's the, what type of Bible is this? Y'all? Hold on. I have the Life Application Study Bible. Okay, I got this off Amazon. Um, I actually found out about this Bible through Tatum. Um, she is the host of the Blessed and Basta podcast, and she really saved my life with this Bible. I really love this Bible because it literally breaks down every single verse of this Bible. Come on so I understand what I'm reading if I don't understand a verse oh let me look at the bible and it's gonna break it down and explain to me what that verse meant you know what I'm saying so this is the bible I'm gonna be reading out of um every time on this segment now um today's bible breakdown verse we are going to be breaking down jeremiah verse 29 11 so a little bit backstory of jeremiah in in, in its entirety in this and I'm, i haven't even finished i'm currently reading jeremiah right now i'm on chapter 30 there's 54 chapters in this bible i mean in this book but um jeremiah um a little quick rundown of the gist of what jeremiah is um basically God has his chosen people. Okay, we let's take it back a little bit to Moses, okay? Um, we know Moses, or if you don't know, um, Moses was a prophet that God assigned. Um, he was from Egypt, okay? And basically, God appointed Moses to lead the Jews out of Egypt into this promised land that he had for them. At this time, um, the Jews were slaves to the Egyptians, okay? So Moses was the one who led the people, and it took them 40 years to get to the promised land. Now, this promised land was Judah, um, Judea, um, the people of Ju- uh, Judah or Jerusalem. Um, this was the promised land. Um, so now, you know, through their whole journey, there were a whole lot of stuff was happening over these 40 years of these people, you know, getting to the promised land that God has promised them to get them out of slavery. You know, God said, you guys will be free. I have a land for you. You guys are my people. Now, the cool, funny thing about this, a funny, um, not funny, but, um, kind of funny What's I'm trying to think of the name I want to say, um, fun fact. That's what it is. A fun fact is that the distance from Egypt to, uh, Judah it wasn't that far it was really supposed to be necessarily maybe like a three-week journey but it took 40 years because the people throughout the journey kept being disobedient kept just playing god like a little lame just kept being so basically disobedient to god or whatever so anyways fast forwarding now these they're in the promised land at this time okay during um the jeremiah times but um during jeremiah's time these people were worshiping false idols false gods one known as baal baal was this big false god that a lot of people prayed to for a lot of stuff so in in initially these people were cheating on god now they knew god was real because they knew god brought them out of egypt their enslavement into this promised holy land but they kept treating god like a little lame worshiping these other gods basically going against god's word doing other stuff sacrificing doing human sacrifices just doing a whole lot of craziness okay so god told jeremiah you know jeremiah you know these people been acting crazy i'm gonna have to destroy this land because they plan me like a little lame jeremiah they plan me like a little name i gotta destroy this land i'm going to destroy this land and you are going to warn these people 
but nobody is going to believe you. No one, no one is going to believe you, but I am going to do this and I need you to speak this. I don't want you to sugarcoat. I don't want you to change any of these words. Just flow out, but I'm destroying this land and all is, I'm, I'm, you guys are going, they are going to experience and see my wrath. Because God is a jealous God. He don't play about us. So when God see us giving our, our attention, our love, and our hearts to things other than him, he get jealous about that. He don't like that because we were created for him. You know what I'm saying? So Jeremiah throughout the whole, and mind you guys, I'm only on chapter 30, but I, I get the, um, I'm only on chapter 30, actually 31, but Jeremiah went through a lot of ups and downs. People was calling him crazy. I mean, Jeremiah had to literally speak um, the Lord, our God is mad at us, y'all. The, he, that's not necessarily Jeremiah. He wasn't a part of the mix because Jeremiah was, you know, a true prophet of God. He was, you know, he wasn't cheating on God. But he said, God is angry really with this town. We have let him down and he's going to turn the city up, like up. He's going to uproot us. He's going to destroy the city. It's going to be all hell. It's going to break loose. God is not playing with us. You, We need to repent because God said, if you guys repent, if you guys turn from your ways, I will leave this city alone. I promise you I will. But nobody repented because nobody believed. Nobody believed that God was going to do that. People were saying, yeah, right. God is, God is not going to do that. God ain't going to destroy this holy land. And then it also talks about in the book of Jeremiah, false prophets. Now, false prophets, we, that's going to be a whole different episode, y'all. But <laughs> false prophets. Mm-mm. Mm. we still live in a time now where there's false prophets we need to understand that so do not be bamboozled okay everything that's going on that everything that's in the bible a lot of stuff is still going on to this very day this is a living book okay but false prophets were out there saying oh god is not going to destroy this land god is god is god loves us in this land he's not going to destroy it everything's going to be okay and god even said that i did not send you and there was even a part, and I believe God bring it back to me. I know it was in Jeremiah chapter 30 or uh, it was in Jeremiah chapter 30. No, no, 28. In um, 28, um, God, there was this man, his name was Hanina. He was a false prophet saying, oh, God is not going to destroy this land, blah, 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 blah. And he was speaking to the people about that. And God said, you know, I did not send you. You know, I did not send you. He told Jeremiah to speak through. Uh, he told Jeremiah to come to him and say, God said he did not send you. And because he did not send you and you're lying to his people, leading them astray, you're going to die in the next year or something like that. And believe it or not, Hanina died in the next year because he he was not sent by God. So think about that. There are some people who are not sent by God who are trying to give you counsel. And that's why I don't play about these little mediums about these because those aren't God sent people. Those aren't, you know, it's really important with anything. If you need advice from anyone, make sure that that person has a connection with God. Make sure they have a relationship with God, because if they do not, what source are you really getting this information from? We know that there's a spiritual realm out there. We get that. Okay, we get that, you know, but people, oh, spirituality, spirituality, but there's only two realms in the spiritual. We got the heavenly realm and we got the demonic realm. The demonic realm isn't always the spooky little, ooh, oh, like Halloween-ish type of realm. Okay, it's a deceitful realm. It may look good, but it may not be good. Everything that glitter ain't gold. You know what I'm saying? The enemy is a conniver. So you have to be mindful of which realm are you tapping into? Yes, you want to be spiritual, but how do you want to go about it? Do you want to go about it the demonic way, the worldly way, or do you want to go about it God's way? Anything that is outside of the will of God is demonic. 
okay? Demonic doesn't mean spooky skulls, skeletons, the grim reaper, ooh, ah, murderers, you know, like, because that's kind of what I think of when I hear demonic, but it's because of society, what we've, what we've, um, the imagery that we've placed on demons and stuff like that, but it's not always that. Anything that is outside of the will of God, outside of God's way. It's black or white people. It's black or white. But anyways, I'm getting to, um, so that's the gist um, of Jeremiah. Um, but Je- God used Jeremiah as the person, the spokesman for him to let the people know that the destruction was coming. That who's going to turn the city up because they was being disobedient. They had forgotten him. They were cheating on God with other false, little, ugly look- looking gods. And um, basically in chapter 29, verse 11, and this is a verse that I see all the time. And I even made a tweet about this. I said that this verse slaps harder when you understand the context around it. And I'm going to explain it to you guys in just a sec. So this is what the verse says, verse 2911, Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Um, the con this I love that. God said, uh, let me read it one more time. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So God was saying this, guys, after he was about to exile. He put, I think at this time he put, no, this is when he put them in exile. Meaning they were enslaved now to the Babylonians, the northerners. They were enslaved now. But God is still saying this. So it's, and, and mind you, God, this is God's punishment. But that's still showing how God is love. God loves us so much for his children that he has to punish us out of love to show us his seriousness, to show us the right thing to do. You know what I mean? So um, the, the fact that he said that, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. He's saying this when they're enslaved, when they're in punishment. So it's saying that God still has not forgotten. God still is keeping his promise. Though they have been worshiping other gods, though they've been cheating on him, though they've been disrespecting God blatantly in his face, God still did not change his true intentions for them. He said, I have plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Those are my plans for you while they're still enslaved. Meaning that, you know, though they're enslaved now, no, though they're in exile, he's going to restore them because God must, he, he had, he never changes his word. So that stuck out to me and that really got me because it's like, no matter whatever we do in our lives, no matter how much we've messed up, God still has a plan for our lives. Nothing we do can ever stop that. The only thing that is keeping you from reaping the promise on your life is you. If you choose to continuously disobey. You know what I'm saying? But God never said, since you guys are worshiping other gods, I'm taking my my promise away from you. Bye. Good luck. Go to ball. Even a whole lot of times in Jeremiah, God has said, these worthless idols that you're worshiping. Can ball save you? I remember even God brought a famine <laughs> to the people. And um, God was like, why are you crying to me? Why aren't you going to ball? Y'all was worshiping him, right? Why are you over here running to me now? You only run into me when you need something. Go worship ball. Go, go cry to ball. Go ask ball to help you. <laughs> so God, God is really like that, man. But seriously, God said, still, I know that for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. So God plans not to harm you. So though you're in a season right now in your life where it hurts, it's not to harm you. But we have to remember, even in James, it says, you know, um, human, it, um, it, it, uh, it produces perseverance, perseverance. It gives us strength you know, the trials and tribulations that we face. So, you know, in this slavery, 
aka this exile that the people went through as their punishment for worshiping other gods and just completely disobeying God. God said, I'm not here to harm you. I'm doing this for your own good because I love you. And I still have a plan for all of you. I still have a plan for this land. You know what I'm saying? So when you truly understand the tech context around this thing, it's really beautiful, man. So I'm just saying this to say that no matter what we do, we still have God's promise and God never switches up his word. And that's period. God never goes back on his word, no matter what. We miss humans sometimes, but God never will. So even if God is punishing you and you are reaping what you've sowed, because sin does come with consequences, y'all. Sin truly comes with consequences, believe it or not. It may not happen that same day, that same month, but it's going to come back. You reap what you sow. But even though you may be in a sowing season when you're reaping all the bad that you've put out in the world, God still has big plans for you. Big plans for you. That is nothing but love. Please tell me it's nothing but love. I say this and I'm gonna close off with this. I really looked at the people of Judah and ourselves because the thing about the Bible is when you read the Bible, you have to read and ask yourself, how can I, how does this apply to my life? In what area of my life am I doing this? Or in what area of my life can I apply this context? Is there an area in my life where I'm running to things before God? Am I running to social media to handle my stress away than running to God? You have to understand that God, God, we were made for God. So there are things that we can put in place of him instead of God, which is idolship, idolatry. So I said that um, one thing I, I, I kind of view God is like this, like, you know, um, and I said, the guy gave me this cool revelation like a month or two ago. It was like, you know, we all know that those that girl, OK, she's in a relationship with the dude that is constantly cheating on her, constantly cheating on her. And, you know, we like, girl, you look stupid with this man. You see that you literally see he's cheating on you, but you're not leaving. What is wrong with you? This dude is cheating on you. He don't love you. But the girl still stays. That is God in us. God's love is unconditional. He ain't going nowhere. But we cheat on him with sin. We cheat on him with idolatry. We cheat on him with going over our own selfish desires instead of choosing the desires of God's desires. And But God is still like that girl who out there looking stupid because she ain't leaving them. God ain't leaving you. You know what I'm saying? So when you really put into context, it's like, how, how much longer do you want to have God out here looking dumb with you? Cause you're in a relationship with him, believe it or not dating. You're, I say marriage. And he even called Judah, his wife, his bride. And he said, you, you've been committing adultery. You've been cheating on me with other gods. I'm supposed to be your God. You cheater. <laughs> you little whore. You know, Judah, Judah was a whore, man. She was sleeping with hella different gods, man. So um it what the yeah so you know are you are you cheating on God and you have to really just look at that and evaluate yourself in what area are you cheating on him and he's done too much for you he's too big for you to be cheating on him man how much longer must we have God out here looking like a little goofy a little lame we cheating on him for sin things that are outside of him things that don't fill us up things that are that don't last things that run out when God is eternal. So we looking dumb cheating on him. We are that toxic, stupid little boyfriend that's constantly cheating on that girl that they know is never going to leave him. So it's like, are you going to abuse God's love? Ponder on that for me, okay, for the rest of this week. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning into the Babylon with Jazz podcast. Remember, send in your questions at 
babbling with jazz on the social media sites and babbling with jazz at gmail.com next week I have a great episode coming up with um, for you guys. It's the uh, called the power of friendships. Um, you know, friendships is definitely something that is very important to me in this time of my life. And I tell you guys, I don't play about the word friends. But in next week's episode, I'm sitting down and talking to one of my bestest friends, and it's a really spicy episode. I, I'm not even gonna lie; it's a very spicy episode. But it's it's important that we talk about what true friendship is because I believe that society has kind of like diluted the true version of what it really means to be a friend and what is God's initial um intentions on friendship um and people just put be slapping friend 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 on any and everybody looking stupid looking like a clown I refuse so it's time to truly know the definition of what a friend is and then when you finally do that you won't be running around here all hurt because you know that that person wasn't even really your friend from the jump. You feel me? So that is what next week's Sunday's episode is about to be on. So definitely stay tuned, y'all. When I tell you it is a very spicy, I mean, tea is spilled all over the table. Me and my friend open up about a lot of stuff, living our truth. And yeah, man, it's a really spicy episode. I'm really excited for y'all to listen to it. Um, I'm not sugarcoating nothing. Um, I'm, I am who I am and I'm living my truth and I thank God for it. I'm not embarrassed about nothing in my life because, you know, I know how God views me and I know that my life and the things I've been through and the things I've done, even the mistakes I've made um, are testimonies for the next person who's probably going through the same thing or just for freedom, you know? So that's, that's what this podcast is about. And I love sitting down talking to any and everybody having real conversations about different different topics so i love you guys so much from from the bottom of my heart make sure that you're subscribed to my email list if you are not click the link in the bios of the babbling with jazz social media sites get on them bad boys because i'm sending you weekly gems every single week and you don't want to miss it okay with that being said my name is jasmine charlie don't wear the name out please (laughs) and until next sunday love y'all